Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome in, Busted Open Nation. Professional wrestling fans here on a Saturday. It's time for another podcast edition of Busted Open Radio. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell, and joining me on this Saturday, as always, is the world's strongest man, sexual chocolate, Mark Henry, and we got a great best of edition of the podcast show here today for you listeners out there, including a full recap of SmackDown and the debut of a new faction calling themselves Retribution. Uh, I was a little shaky on the start. The debut felt a little nexusy, and then they brought out the chainsaws, and hey, what can I say? I'm a sucker for weaponry and uh, I ended up enjoying it but check it out check out the full segments here Mark Henry's thoughts and get his perspective on where this new faction may be going and that's not all of course it is a Saturday show so weekly winner uh, is on tap where we give you our best of in the week that was in professional wrestling that's not all we are also going to dive into the evolving storyline surrounding former NFL kicker Pat McAfee and Bebe himself, Adam Cole, the leader of the Undisputed Era. Obviously, we saw on Wednesday night on NXT that that storyline is continuing, and it looks like we're headed for a showdown at SummerSlam. We're going to get into all of that and more here on the Best Of Edition, the podcast edition of Busted Open Radio. All you got to do is sit back, relax, click play on that browser, and get it going. Let's go. Busted Open on a Saturday. Back to Retribution. They make the faction makes their debut last night. On Friday Night SmackDown, the end of the show, wreck shop, spray paint everything, strip down the ring, spray paint the ring, beat up people ringside, uh, and then take a chainsaw to the ropes. That was fun. Oh, what man, was that? that was... What was what I don't was, know was about a, fun. It was It was well, definitely something. It was... You notice that people got the hell out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I thought that of, was like the most glaring thing. When that chainsaw came out, you saw all the people around the ring disappear. It became a track meet. Yeah. It's kind of the universal. (laughs) That's like what a chainsaw does. Everyone grew up on Scarface. You hear that? I'm gone. I'm good. I don't even touch that thing. Yeah, I'm not a chainsaw guy. I'm not much of an axe guy. I'm not much of a chopping wood guy in general, but I would definitely use an axe before I use a chainsaw. I just don't. I don't need a motorized limb chopper like i don't i don't mess with that i don't and, and if it, and if a job and if a job requires a chainsaw i'm calling i'm calling somebody that's it like if i can't do it with an axe I'm I'm, I'm 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 out i'm out i'm done done just saying you got a psychological scar just like me uh, now i see it I yeah you trust, finally I yeah, finally I don't, trust, I don't trust it finally something that rattles too many to harden <laughs> callous <laughs> Yeah. Tough guy, Ryan McKinnell. Yes. Chainsaws. Yeah. Me as I, I love as it. I as 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 my Friday night was spent listening to Madonna and, and, and stroking my lovely bulldog. I am I am I am Mr. Machismo as I run from the 
from the chainsaw. I'm telling you, dude, I've always hated chainsaws. I think it's just the, I don't even know if it's Scarface. It's just like, what can go wrong with a chainsaw? It can slip, it's motorized, it's gasoline. It just, none of it makes sense. A, a gasoline driven <laughs> chainsaw, like a chain on a bike. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting a little off topic. Very scary, very scary. Shit got real when the chainsaw came out, but I do want to focus on where is this going? All right, chainsaws aside, um, you know, maybe that'll be a hallmark of theirs. I don't know. You can do it. I wouldn't be against it. Certainly brought it up a notch. But uh, obviously the, the the talk mark around the wrestling world, at least in the last 24 hours now, and as fans tune in and, and listen to the show, who is in retribution? And not even so much who is in retribution, who could benefit from being for, uh, in retribution. I want to get your thoughts. We know you got a couple women in there. Um, Naomi, as she has been, you know, Naomi deserves better. We all agree that she does. She would have a reason to be militant, to be pissed off. Again, she's a huge talent. She's a former champ. I don't know if that's a route you want to go with her. I don't know if she needs it necessarily, but Mark, the options are vast. There, there is certainly no limit to who we could be talking about. So give me your thoughts. Who would you like to see? Who do you think it Man, might be? I wish that I had some time to think about this. Um, <laughs> who, You know what, man? I think Ali is one that that yeah. really has a um, – can be put in there because of being the misused, the, the undervalued. Um, there was talk about people that – um, potentially could make a return to the WWE. Um, it would be cool to see uh, Fred Rosser. Okay. See, or Darren Young. Um, I mean, the, the list goes on of people that are not in being involved in major yeah. angles right now. But I think that what is, where is the splash? Like, there's got to be a splash with who you bring into this. And some of it is people that's around. They're, they're there, and they've been, you know, they've just been kind of swept under the rug. They've been treated sorely. Yeah. And now it's their turn to get back at you. I'll ruin you. I'll make you. I'll hit you where it hurts, and that's in your pockets. Well, I'll say this. You brought up Mustafa Ali as a potential uh, candidate. I would <laughs> I would not fault Mustafa Ali for bringing a chainsaw down to the rig and destroying the entire set last night on Friday Night SmackDown after I saw this headline from main event. I didn't watch main event, but Mustafa Ali went on main event and lost to Riddick Blanking Moss. I This is not an indictment on Riddick Moss. I don't know Riddick Moss. He's, he seems to do some solid work. Fine. We know Ali. Ali was at one point rumored to be in a main event title feud with Daniel Bryan, obviously prior to the injury. Mustafa Ali has right. had, you know, serious shine at different points uh, throughout his career. The fans seem to really have taken to Mustafa Ali. You have a man who people were very excited about his return a week or two ago or whatever the hell it was. He goes uh, on the post show. He he has that, that great promo uh, back and forth talking about social justice and all that, which maybe that plays into retribution. I'm not exactly sure. Right. But the fact that you have this guy, you talk about the misuse of Ali, um, unless this is a storyline, if this does lead to retribution, okay, that makes sense. That's the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back. Right. But when I saw that, I was absolutely disgusted, Mark. That is that I, I don't, that makes no sense to me. So I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying like, okay, I, I, I am hoping Ali 
is in retribution for that reason, but he needs to be in retribution for that reason, because if he's not losing to Riddick Moss on main event is egregious. There's no reason for it. It's a straight slap. Has he won yet? He won when he came back. They put him in there with Bobby Lashley. Right. And, you know, he got another loss hung on him and, and just coming back. So, I mean, man, you know, I mean, of course, arguably the toughest guy in the company right now. Um, there's no shame in a loss, but yeah, but Riddick, Riddick Moss ain't <clears throat> Riddick Moss is not. And, you know, they, they, I can't put an indictment down on them, but, uh, I would have liked to seen somebody like him be treated a little bit more like a baby face or truth every sense of the word. And, uh, Tony Neese is another one that I like that I wish was used differently. Yeah. And I think he would be good in there. Um, man, I don't know. I, I mean, you start talking about the women, like, like we said, there's, there's like 30. Yeah. So it's really like, like take, it's take your pick almost. Yeah. The first, the top 10, we, we see them every week on all three brands. Right. But what about the other 20? <laughs> Like you mentioned Naomi. Um let's see, let's let's you know, we have to maybe put down a list and you know, do check boxes. Yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> go well, to go to junior high philosophy. Do we go together? Yes or no. So, I don't know. You in like well, yeah, I mean that well, that's what the that's what the draw is. That's what's going to keep us tuned in, right? We're obviously going to get reveals as the weeks, months go on. Um, it's a you said. It's as you said. I think there's a real possibility that you bring back some returning faces. You brought up Darren Young. I don't know if we're. I hadn't thought about Darren Young in a very long time, but that would be a very interesting uh, sort of pairing. There's a lot of different options. Um, I guess the question I'll throw to you as we end this segment, and then I do want to get back and, and start talking about the women. Uh, Mark, is how long do you think this goes on before someone steps up and challenges retribution, right? To stop chainsawing the ropes and wrecking shop. And when do you think we start getting some reveals? And and where do you think this heads into, at least in terms of SummerSlam? Obviously, this is happening because of SummerSlam. This is a big four event that's happening in a couple weeks. What do you make of all this? Well, as you know, retribution has shown its face on all three brands. Yeah. So how about Monday, we have Retribution take over the underground. Okay. I mean, they take over Raw Underground and leave everybody lame, her business included. And we have another chainsaw uh, incident against one of those steel poles or something I'm I'm all for it, man. Like, keep me interested. Well, I can't wait, Mark, to for about an hour here. We're going to get into weekly winter a little bit less than an hour uh, at this point. And I, we, we will get back more into Raw Underground because I have some thoughts on that. And then, yeah, let's go swing back on what a retribution invasion of Underground would look like because uh, that, that, that sounds a little bit interesting. And as you said, Mark, uh, this faction has appeared on all three brands, so I wouldn't entirely rule it out. 
If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. We had a, a little bit of an impromptu promo from Stephanie McMahon also joining the show via Zoom or via cell phone or via whatever the hell it was, uh, like Braun Strowman, uh, having a little bit of an interaction with Sasha and Bailey, more so in this case, directed at Bailey. She was kind of setting the law, laying, uh, or I should say setting the record straight, laying down the law, and she dropped this nugget on us, Mark, that next <laughs> week we are going to have a three-way triple brand Battle Royal on Friday Night Smackdown. That means, obviously, anybody from Raw, Smackdown, or NXT can win this Battle Royal and challenge Bailey for the, uh, excuse me, for the strap at SummerSlam. So, Mark, this is uh, similar to when we were talking about Retribution. I want to kind of fantasy book this, right? Um, obviously, it's the entire roster at the disposal of the WWE here. This is a big match. This is a big match. Obviously, with Bailey headed into SummerSlam, this is your, you know, arguably your marquee women's match. Um, who would you like to see? Who would you like to see take the take the uh, Battle Royal win? Because it gets interesting. Obviously, with all three brands, we can pretty much fantasy book anybody. So Rhea Ripley's on the, you know, on She's the menu. How on my uh, list? Yeah, Bianca Belair is on the menu. I would imagine also high on our list. Uh, let's just say right there. Let's start the argument there or the the conversation. I should say Lacey there because. Evans. Yep, Lacey Evans is right there. Out of let's let's just let's just take let's just take those two right now, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, because I think that would those would both be awesome choices. Who would you rather see in a match against Bailey at SummerSlam between those two? Ooh, who would I rather see Bailey? Uh, you know what, man? I really do like. Um. Bianca Belair, she's been kind of off the radar, right? And and I think this would be a time. And and I want Rhea Ripley to change her hair back, and I want her to not be worried about so much talking to talk, but walking to walk like she did before. Dance with the date that you brought. Mm. She was an ass kicker. She 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 never pulled any punches. She ne- never gave a damn about whether or not she won the title. She just wanted to destroy the person that was in the ring with her. Yeah. And they went away from that somehow. Like, I want to see her get back to her, stomp stomp somebody in the ground days, and if the match is DQ'd, then the match is DQ'd. But I want her to get back to being an ass kicker. Also, what are you investing in, right, in terms of Rhea? This is a woman who had a, a, a top, top billing match at WrestleMania, right? And then yeah. ever since has kind of just been a little lukewarm, right? It, and, and maybe that's a lack of a crowd. Maybe you want, you want to wait to push her to the moon until, you know, you're back in front of a live audience, because I do think she has that, like she is a very live audience oriented talent. She just, she just has a lot of energy. And I think she just, I don't know. She just seems to have that. Another thing she had, she's young. We know that about Rhea. She's yeah. so There's she's no the rush. future. No, there is no rush, but but there is also the the 
the fact that you did push her early and you want to capitalize on that. Like you told us that she was a commodity. I don't feel like she's a commodity right now. And, and yes, she's young. So there is time and I'm not worried about that. And another thing about Rhea, uh, her body, she is massive in a good way. I know she catches flack. Like she's talked about it. Like people, you know, troll her and give her shit. First of all, I think she's beautiful. I like in terms of the looks in the looks department. I think she's an absolute stunner, blonde hair, black hair, do not care. Uh, I love Rhea, but I mean, just, I, I, I'm literally mean status stature, like, like Charlotte. Like when she's in the ring, yeah. no disrespect to Sasha, no disrespect to Alexa, but there is, there are levels, right? And Charlotte and Rhea, they're, they're big. So I, I would just move. At, at absolutely. Yes. Like really yeah. athletic and, and have good balance. Like there's no weakness. You know, the only weakness is there's not enough time yes. for everybody. That's yep. the only weakness. Yep. And you're absolutely right. She is young. We are going to be seeing plenty of Rhea Ripley going forward. So maybe maybe that's not the person you put in there. Maybe it is Bianca. Or maybe, Mark, it's someone we just talked about to start the show, and this was in terms of retribution. Naomi. Someone, yep. Someone who's got a bone to pick, right? Um, that can go two ways. You can go the heel way with retribution, and you can have her go on an entirely new storyline, or you can have her on the trajectory that she's been on for seemingly feels like a freaking decade, which is the fun, high-energy baby face with the great moveset and highly athletic and just all the things that we love from Naomi, the entire package. She could win this battle royal. Naomi Bailey at SummerSlam, especially if the story is told in a moving, grabbing sort of way with the battle royal. You could set Naomi up perfectly here. I'm I'm right there with you, big man. Yeah, I, I'm. I mean, there's man, there's so many options, uh, but that would be a really good one. That'll be one that people could get behind, and nobody's gonna scoff at it because yeah. the matches have been great. Or or a surprise. There you go. New entrant. Somebody that's been away for a little while. How little? I heard, because you say, I heard you say, mumblings. Okay, because you rumblings. say a little while. You say a little while, and I hear, I think, Charlotte Flair. You hearing rumblings about Charlotte Flair, or are we talking someone no, else? Oh, no. Oh, okay. I'm, okay. I'm hearing rumblings of a Hall of Famer. Somebody Hall that's Famer. not been around for a while. And really? that would be Delita. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that would make sense. Well, would that not make sense heading into SummerSlam? It's a pandemic. You want to, you know, we've, we've talked about ratings a lot on this show, right? Um, certainly WWE is trying to create some interest and get, you know, people excited. Hey, Lita. Bridge the gap between yep. the old and the new. Yep. Headed into a you big serve event. more than one master. Yep. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And she's looked, you know, we've seen obviously Lita. It. Well, we've oh, I mean, seen I mean, hey, good. Mark, we we've seen Lita back uh, in the last few years, and uh, I don't say I don't want to say she hasn't skipped a beat because of course, she's but never older. disappointing. She, exactly. That's what I was to say. She's she's not the same Lita, but she can still give you compelling compelling storylines, get your heart rate up, and make you invested in a match. And yeah, yep. if she comes in surprise moment, leading into SummerSlam, it would also stick with the timeline, right? She doesn't have to invest herself in a big storyline. She can come in, she can give a boost to SummerSlam, give a boost to our memories. There you go. That's right. He can't see it. Mark's <laughs> Mark's doing the old uh, dust your the, hands yep. off and goodbye. <laughs> exactly. Out the dope. 
Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities! Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Yeah, pro wrestling fans, you hear the music. You know what it is, Nation. It's hour two on a Saturday. It is weekly winter time here on Busted Open. I am Ryan McKinnell. That is, of course, the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer, Mark Henry. If you don't mind, big man, I'm going to go first this week. Sound good? Oh, go ahead on with your best All right, let's get into it. Um, First of all, we talked about it. Great week in professional wrestling. I'd actually... I put I put Raw at the bottom. Now it doesn't mean that they didn't have good things to talk about or or, or positive takeaways. Obviously, the story that dominated Monday Night Raw was Raw Underground, and we can get into that a little bit here, uh, Mark, because obviously I think most listeners out there know that I've got a long history in mixed martial arts, and I've covered that sport for damn. I've moved out here in Vegas close to 14 years now. Wrote for Yahoo Sports. I got the show uh, with Misha Tate here on this very channel every Wednesday. Check it out. Shameless plug. MMA tonight. But that was clearly the raw underground an attempt to bring some realism to blur the lines to have a little bit of a mixed martial arts influence on the show. We know Shane McMahon is a big MMA fan. We saw it a little bit implemented in some of the verbiage they were using in terms of uh, you saw your boy MVP. He threw a great uh, judo throw in there, went right into full mount, was ra- raining down some mounted punches, and then threw the short elbows. You know, blending a little bit of the realism. Uh, Mark, I'm just going to tell you from my standpoint on the Raw Underground, and I completely, completely recognize that I am not necessarily the viewer that WWE is trying to appeal to. So I am in a very specific niche, and that is obviously with my background with the sport and and my. M- you know, following the sport for as long as I have, it didn't hit with me. Right. It, 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 and I, and I fear from my own personal standpoint, it was because of the blurring of the lines. I like my pro wrestling as pro wrestling. And i like my MMA as MMA. When you, when you try to blur those lines, it gets a little bit insulting to me. Right. Like I, I just, I know what I'm watching and what I'm not. And it's okay. We can be goofy. And we've talked about it. I'm all for getting weird in the pandemic era. I, I, I just think this needs some tweaking. I'm not out on raw underground. Mind you, I'm not like, I'm not sitting here washing my hands of it and saying, this is trash and I'll never watch it again. It's just the initial knee jerk reaction. It was, it was a little bit convoluted to me. Right. But I, but I do understand the WWE is trying to do different things and they're trying to make it more interesting. And they're trying to like, again, think outside the box. I'm just saying for the first incarnation of it on Monday, Mark, it, it didn't exactly hit for me. Right. It, it, I would like to keep those things separate. Let me put it this way. The most MMA that I would like to see in pro wrestling is like a hell's gate submission, right? Like a go-go plata from undertaker. <laughs> when, when you start doing the underground Kumite, I think it can get really dangerous. And also it just kind of happened. Oh, here's Shane. Oh, we've got this underground fight pit. And here's the other thing, Mark, because as we saw on Monday night, raw, the hurt business ends raw underground, right? They come in, they wreck shop. It's this whole, it's this whole thing. 
if Raw Underground is in place of the New Nation, because we had heard that potentially they were going to do a New Nation domination, that was an avenue they were going to go, a new faction was debuting, uh, that's what they were teasing on Monday Night Raw, they call it the Hurt Business. If this is what they're doing in, instead of the Nation of Domination, I'm just going to be frank with you, Mark, that pisses me off. Because I was extremely invested in the hopes of something like that happening, and if this is the pivot into something like this, uh, it's going to be hard for me to come back from. But, again, not to get too long-winded here as we've already went in for a little bit. Um, I do fear, or I, I not, I, excuse me, I don't fear. I, I do hope and realize that there's still more legs on this and it can be salvageable. I didn't get to hear the show from this week, Mark. So before we get in and actually give the weekly winner, I do want to get your thoughts on Raw Underground and and, and what your takeaway from that was and, and your, your reaction to what I said. Well, I'm going to give you the reaction to what I said when I get to my weekly winner. I'll, I'll break down where I can really show you okay. where you where you dropped the ball. Okay. Um, I like it. All right. You you said that you you like your MMA one way and you like your wrestling another way. Mm-hmm. And you're entitled to that. Um but in in the real world that we all live in, we don't get to make the decision on the way that our entertainment gets delivered. We have to accept what we see, digest it, and if it's for us, it's for us. But we can't call in and go, hey, I don't like this. Change it, <laughs> put it back the way. Like, That's so true. <laughs> that being said, like, we can't cast judgment in one episode and expect for that to... Um, that to change because we want it to change. Because I always say you can want in one hand and pee in the other and see which one fill up first. <laughs> right. And listen, it's not like uh, we as pro wrestling fans haven't been wrong before. Myself, as a pro wrestling fan, it's not like not the be all end all in terms of you know uh, vision and what the future holds. Right. I thought the new day was going to fail. Most everyone thought the new day was going to fail when they debuted. It was a mess. It was a mess, certainly not the new day that we see today. And, uh, you know, within a few months, it had totally taken shape and hold, and it was a completely different monster than it was when it debuted, and now it's arguably the most successful faction of all time. Uh, So Raw Underground didn't hit with me initially, but again, I applaud the company for trying something new and and going all in with it. That's one thing. They were pulling no punches. This is something they're clearly invested in. Shane is clearly invested in, and uh, it's a new aesthetic, and we will see how it goes. Listen. I know there were a lot of people that were uh, that liked it. I saw it on social media. There were a lot of people coming to the defense of the segment. Uh, it did pretty good numbers in terms of ratings. So I guarantee you, Mark, and we've already seen the tease, we're going to see be seeing plenty more of it. So uh, that obviously was a big story on Monday Night Raw. SmackDown, fine show, fine show. Uh, but again, the last couple of weeks, Mark, when we did Weekly Winter, for those that haven't maybe tuned in, uh, it went back to back, we, or back to back to main roster shows. Two weeks ago or three weeks ago, we had SmackDown. And then two weeks ago, last week, we had Raw or vice versa, whatever the hell it was. Uh, This week, uh, I'm jumping back to Wednesday nights. Uh, First of all, NXT, really solid show. Uh, We can dive into that here as this uh, second hour gets going. Plenty to talk about in regards to NXT, including Pat McAfee and Adam Cole continuing their story. So we'll jump into that. But Mark, uh, we got to get to it because I'm sitting here taking up too much time. I feel like Uh, my weekly winner, 
It's uh, the company that has won my weekly winner a lot here on Busted Open on this Saturday show, and it is AEW All Elite Wrestling on Wednesday night. Um, I didn't know how I was going to like exactly going with the political themes and some of the stuff they did because we saw it a little bit from MJF a week ago. Uh, we swung back on it this week, Mark. We had great matches with AEW. That was that was uh, usually the case, or that is, I should say, usually the case with AEW. But I loved Eric Bischoff showing up again. I loved the debate between Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho and the the legs it gave orange Cassidy and the character it building it did for orange Cassidy. I absolutely am over the moon with John Moxley and his promo before the Darby Allen match, which I felt like was a callback to Moxley CZW days, the way he got brought up. Uh, it was real. It was steeped in reality. We talk about it. Those are the best promos. It built real interest towards the main event and the main de event delivered. I loved Moxley in Darby. I thought it was a great story. I thought it was a great show. I thought AEW really set themselves apart from the pack this week. And sometimes it's not like that, Mark, right? Sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes it's very, very close. Uh, it was close, but I wouldn't say it was very, very close this week. NXT and AEW were close. I just thought AEW for my Personal taste, Mark. They get weekly winner. I thought it was a great show. Uh, what say you, pal? Well, uh, let's stay with the most relevant uh, deal that we just witnessed, and that's SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown was a good show last night. It was, it yeah. was very entertaining. Uh, I always say judge a show by walkaway moments. Like, man, I'm going to go give something to drink. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And not being able to, there, there was a couple of walkaway moments uh, last night. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, um, we got a new reveal, which I always like reveals, I always like new stuff. Um, we got to see uh, more interaction with the theme, which is always good. Um, the show started off gangbusters, Seamus match with Matt Riddle was, I could probably say one of the most interesting matches of the week. Yes. It's just a single one-on-one -on -one match is, it was hard to beat. And I really enjoyed that show. And, and you want to go to AEW. AEW is AEW. They have become um, a main event player over the last six months, and they've only been around, what, nine months? Yeah. Like, to be in that conversation with the best shows in the world of wrestling in nine months, like, is damn amazing. And Chris Jericho is kind of the foundation for that success. Uh, once again, he and... Uh, Orange Cassidy with Eric Bischoff, no less, being the moderator Easy. Uh, between, between the two guys, um, I thought was very good. Uh, Chris was very good. Uh, Easy E, as you referred to him, <laughs> did a good job of being a moderator and uh, selling everybody's points. Orange Cassidy came out the recipient of a good rub from Chris 
talking for the first time, being passionate, taking an ass whooping that uh, it's got to pay off next week. Um, really balanced show. Um, MJF and his exploits, the tag matches with with Ortiz and um, what's, what's my guy's name? Santana. Santana. Yeah. Um, Matt Hardy and 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 Sammy Guevara. Good, very good. And some people gave it flack because Sammy threw a chair haphazardly. Listen, he threw a chair haphazardly at a dude that has jumped off of stuff that <laughs> stuntmen shouldn't jump off of. It's true. I, 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 I can't I can't co-sign for that. I, I, I listen. It is what it is. Pro wrestling yeah. is not. Um, it's not ballet, even though, you know, ballet is, I respect ballet, but you don't get hit with a clothesline in ballet, basically, or put through a table or, or have a chair thrown in your face as you're doing a stag leap. Um, NXT did such a good job of having balance between entertainment and pro wrestling really good balance the matches stellar told great stories nobody looked like they were always in the dominant role keith lee is getting better at slowing down and letting yeah. his work take hold and of the fan he sometimes he moved too fast and 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 still with uh, Mr. Grimes, he I could tell he really likes working with him and, and he likes yeah. him as a human being because he gets to do stuff with Keith Lee that Keith Lee only should do with big guys. And and, and I've, I've said something about this before and I'm done talking about it because it's so good that it don't matter <laughs> anyway. It's like a waste of time talking about it. Um. The, the the promos um, were really good and entertaining, and you didn't have a moment on on Insta on on NXT or AEW where you just went to the bathroom or you went and got a drink or a snack. That's how I judge them. Both shows, B plus show, SmackDown, B plus show. But there was only one show that got an A. Complete polar opposite from you. Saying that Raw was the last place show. Yeah. When you had Randy Orton give a promo that I'm like, where in the hell is he digging this from his soul? Where is it coming from? He's he's I thought he was at the end of his career, not in the middle. Yeah. And then right behind it. Right behind it. The champ. He cuts a promo that made you go, "Damn. Oh, is that what we doing now? We trying to one up each other." We're one up in each other. 
Ric Flair is standing there. <laughs> Ric Flair didn't have to say anything. These were Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes-esque promos in the same segment. You have a backstage with Kevin Owens and Ric Flair that was stellar. I really like that. perspective. I, I loved that. I thought Ric was... Hey, I mean, it's Ric Flair, but yeah, I mean, it's hit or miss because I, I feel like they plug and play him and maybe he's not always in 100% with what he's doing. This Randy Orton, you know, uh, affiliate sort of deal and what he's doing, especially and involved with a guy like Kevin Owens. I thought they played off each other wonderfully. Which leads me to what I thought was second on the show compared to the promo segment. Okay with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. I was disjointed in the fact that you had MVP lose a match to Apollo Crews, but I could get over that. It's wrestling. That you have a segment with Shelton Benjamin and R-Truth where Shelton actually gets a loss the same night that MVP gets a loss. Right. But I digress. Can't win them all. And then you 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 see the the buildup from the beginning of the show with the giant monster of a man standing outside Shane McMahon's office, keeping people from coming in. And then you have what we were introduced to as WWE Underground or Raw Underground. There's been a it's been a while since the WWE allowed on the on the flagship show to be shown more of an adult teenage interest feel opportunity. There's some 30-year-old guys that have been in the pandemic for a while that hadn't seen a, a girl <laughs> dancing on a on a stage in a while. <laughs> Shout out, shout out to Megan the Stallion and Cardi B. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. The introduction, they, they couldn't have picked a better guy to start with, with Baba. Baba's a, a unbelievable talent, looks like a is a mountain of a man. And and if he was walking on the side of the street late at night that you were walking on, um, you you probably change your side of the street. And Jaywalk. The <laughs> Jaywalk like a son of a guy. <laughs> yes. And the the work was good. And there's there's stuff to be desired. I believe that if you're gonna have fight club, it shouldn't look like wrestling. I mean there should no, there's agreed. elements of wrestling yeah. and elements of jujitsu and 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 mixed martial arts. And I, I can't agree with you that you should separate the two because, you know, just 60 years ago, um, pro wrestling looked more like what happened last night than it did the way wrestling looks today. Yeah. And uh, I would like to see it be a little bit more rustic. And uh, seeing Dolph Ziggler and seeing – the Viking Raiders and 
seeing the Hurt Business be involved was cool. But I think that this is an opportunity to introduce new people um, and, and people that have something to prove. You got Tony, Tony Neese. Put some blue jeans and a wife beater on, mm-hmm. your combat boots, yeah. and go out there and show me if Tony Neese could be a monster, if he could fight, if he could take a punch. This is the opportunity to show a couple of guys get, get waffled. And they stagger up, but win because yeah. of perseverance. Tell stories. Don't just have people mashing together. But nonetheless, we got something different. Everybody always, well, it's the same old thing. Uh, and we, we saw that two months ago. Nobody yes. saw this coming. Yep. You're you didn't need a big buildup when you get something new. You don't complain, oh, my God, you bought me a car? (laughs) So that being said, I had three shows. Okay. Three shows that got B pluses. But as you know, there can only be one. That is true. And the A minus went to Raw. Wow. And if you're not first... Your last. I like it. All right. Big man, Mark Henry, the world's strongest man with the swerve here on a weekly winner, giving his winner to Monday Night Raw. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. That's a good jumping off point, too, because I feel like we just uh, barely peeled back the layers of this proverbial onion here on weekly winner. So my weekly winner goes to AEW. Mark's weekly winner goes to Monday Night Raw. Congrats to both brands. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. So we just gave the weekly winner. You gave it to Monday Night Raw. I gave it to AEW. One thing that keeps popping up as I look and think back over the week from Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy, to John Moxley, to Bray Wyatt, and everything in between, this really felt like the week of the promo. Just so yeah. many good damn promos littered throughout the pro wrestling world. So we talked about Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton pretty much ad nauseum. We were talking about it, though, in the break in terms of what Randy Orton has been doing since essentially April. We haven't been getting a lot of in-ring from Randy, but we have been getting an absolute shit ton of promo work, and it's not getting old. We've listened to Randy Orton, the Viper, cut promos for seemingly, it feels like 20 years. I know it hasn't exactly been 20, but it's been a very long time. And to hear him essentially only do that for the last four months, five months, whatever it's been, and to still be engaged and to still be invested, what a tip of the cap to the Viper, man. I And I, and I haven't always been in his corner. I've talked about Ryan, that. But, but the he's, matches he's that he's he had has been ridiculous. Yes. yes, they have. Yep. You cannot take away from... No, no. The matches that he's had. No. It's just that 
Randy has become so valuable on the microphone selling what I'm going to do to you, how I'm going to do it, and it lets you know that there ain't nothing you could do to stop it. It's true. This is a train going 80 miles an hour, and you are on the tracks. Good luck with that. That's Randy. That's Randy right now. Yep. He's letting you know that it's inevitable what's about to happen to you. And that's what we like because we see him backing up what he says. That's pro wrestling. The guy that talks the noise, if you don't back it up, people are like, hmm, well, you didn't say that when you were getting choked out by Jonathan. But you can't. And Randy is doing the best job in the world of pro wrestling from a mic standpoint, and that is saying a lot with the likes of MVP and the likes of Chris Jericho and the likes of MJF. We had a couple of, you know, kind of impromptu appearances from guys cutting promos where we were like, whoa, whoa, that was heavy. But no one, and I mean no one, is giving your brain a punch into submission like Randy Orton is. And he's elevating Drew McIntyre. He's giving serious ammo to Drew McIntyre to feed off of and to make me as a fan sit back and be like, oh, shit, look at that fire under Drew. Look at that added layer to Drew McIntyre. Essentially, Mark, he's doing exactly what a guy like Randy Orton should do. He's doing exactly what he should do. And I love the banter on NXT this week between Pat McAfee and Beth Phoenix and with Mark. That was great. That Wasn't that he, great? It was great, man. It reminded me of old school. And he's like, well, what did I do? I, I, I wasn't trying to. I, I, listen, it's. Pat, you know what you're doing. When people incite a riot because they're smart and they cannot say. Hey, I, I don't trust your judgment. But you say it in a way where. You are you trying to shed doubt on the fact that I don't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it was masterful. And you cannot back out of a fight by saying, but I, I didn't even know that. I, I'm, I'm a host. It, 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 it reminds me of Dave Chappelle in the car with his friend and the cop going, hey, you can't do that. But I didn't know I couldn't do that. He's talking about his buddy Chip. I'm sorry. I didn't know I couldn't do that. But I did know. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, man, you're not not kidding uh, about McAfee and the way he kind of was the ringleader in that uh, that back and forth between it was the entire booth. As you said, Mara was in on that. Beth Phoenix uh, just absolutely 
was 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 tops was aces in that back and forth. Now I'll say this: that kept me mildly engaged. I was like, all right, uh, but uh, the entire time you were engaged. Yeah, no, no, I was. But I'll tell you what really took it to the next level is we're talking about uh, McAfee and Cole. Uh, I, I still think it was a shoot that was turned into a win. I still believe that. I still believe yeah. this is something that the WWE saw happen. There was some natural miscommunication, animosity. They recognized that, hey, McAfee were heading into SummerSlam. There's history there. Um, maybe they had plans on it getting a little testy, but the actual way it went, I still don't think that was entirely planned. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. We have what we have now. It's Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee at SummerSlam. Um, I wasn't fully, I thought the stuff between Phoenix and Pat was good while it was happening, but I still wasn't completely sold. I really got sold post after Cole and McAfee were mixing it up. I, I still wasn't even entirely in. It took for H to come out, Michaels to come out, then McAfee to go up to Cole, essentially call him a little bitch and then punt him in the face as they were trying to get each get at each other. But then it was the sell job by Cole. Cole sold the absolute shit out of that kick. And yes, it sir. just, it reminded you that, Hey, you know what? This guy did play in the NFL. And yeah, if he was going to knock someone out, I guess it would come via a kick. There was some continuity there. You know, McAfee held his own into the point to where it was better than a lot of other celebrity appearances. You know what? I was on, I was off board with it. I didn't want to see it. If you would have told me two weeks ago that McAfee versus Cole would have happened at SummerSlam, I would have detested it. I would have been, you know, crying and kicking my feet and totally losing my mind. The longest reigning NXT champion taking on a kicker. You know what? They actually, you know what? They, they kind of sold me on Wednesday night. So props to them. Listen, man. The dude is 230 pounds. He's 6'2", 6'3". Yeah. He's a, he was a pro athlete. If you ever watched his show, he is good at everything. You see him in his gym playing basketball. You see him doing cornhole. You see him arm wrestling some random guy. And you see him doing all of these things. And he does a lot of things well because he is an athlete. He chose to be a kicker. This whole thing about um, kickers being, you know, subpar athletes is bullshit. My brother, all-American football player, he was our kicker. You look at somebody like Sebastian Janikowski. <laughs> the, dude, the, the dude did 225 21 times. 21 times. Go try it. He's a kicker. <laughs> I mean, granted, he was a 275-pound kicker, but still, he was a kicker. He made as many tackles as any kicker in history because he wanted to. And he realized, I'm an athlete, and I'm big, and I don't care. So Pat McAfee was that guy. He was the kicker of the decade. The punter of the decade. And made tackles. There's some videos. Go and look up Pat McAfee making tackles. Taking people heads off. These NFL pros at other positions and you 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 ridicule him and and, and, and trivialize his abilities. He's a man first. 
we're prideful. We want to show you the worst mistake that Adam Cole could have made was when he said, you talk about me needing help? You were a punter. Well, Uh, hey, isn't that what's great about this storyline? Isn't that what's great about this storyline, though, Mark, that there are so many similarities between the punter? They're being petty. Well, no, but there's so many similarities between the punter Pat McAfee and the undersized champion in Adam Cole. They both have massive chips on their shoulder, and they both probably feel like they should be taken more seriously. So there is actually some continuity from a storyline standpoint, a psychology standpoint, that you can get behind in this match. Yeah, they they parallel each other and and don't realize that they parallel each other. Eventually, it's going to come out, hey, man, all of that shit happened between us. It's over with. Because you were right, but I was right, too. We both have had how good a manager would Pat McAfee make for Adam Cole? <laughs> now, that's interesting. I, I don't know if he needs it. But it's not always a matter about needing. Sometimes it's just a matter of, it's as we talked about, an opportunity. Well, that, but the star power and the continuity and the similarities between their career arcs and the role of a punter. And but I think that's that's very touchy. Like I'm not saying don't do it, but with Cole, we've talked about it, Mark. He's the next Shawn Michaels. Cole has real juice. I just, if you do it, be careful because I don't want to see anything mess with the legitimacy. And the run that he's on. And I'm not saying McAfee would. I'm not saying that. In fact, it could add to it. It just has to be done right. I'm really interested to see how Summer Sam plays out because it involves a, a really integral piece and chip in the WWE universe, and that is Adam Cole. And they're going off the beaten path. So uh, I'm really interested to see where it goes and what type of story they tell. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.